This podcast is part of the Podcavern Network. Check out other Podcavern shows at podcavern.com. Keep on listening past the end of the episode. I have a special announcement for you. Today, Moth applies for a job. If you're new to the podcast, you could check out the archives on the website and listen to the episodes you've missed. The address is in the show notes. You don't have to, of course, but this is the kind of story where details add up. Welcome to the last episode of The Moth Collection. The Moth Collection Episode 14 Epilogue, The Moth Collection The Interview Moth walked the long corridor that led to Collection's office. There was a row of portraits on the left, all the collections since the net had been founded. There were portraits on the right, all the ops killed on the job in the same period. The portraits of everybody else, the ops who retired, weren't pinned anywhere. They were kept in binders in the historical library. She stopped at her first butterfly and mouthed a quick prayer. She nodded at Spider, who hung there because of a special dispensation, even at the old flea. This side of Nethouse was almost always deserted, so she didn't even have to feel self-conscious. She was nervous, though. That was rare enough for her to be annoyed about it. The contractors had done a pretty good job on the reconstruction. Some of the finishing work was a little on the rough side, perhaps, and the floor was not entirely level. But unless you looked closely, you could hardly tell that much of Nethouse, and this passageway in particular, had lain in ruins some two years earlier. A section near the restaurants in the East Wing had been left purposely unrebuilt and now stood as a memorial and a reminder that discrepancies had once breached these walls and might do so again. There was a plaque and everything. But here, in Collection's lair, things appeared much as they ever had. Collection worked with the door open. He hadn't heard her coming. The corridor was well carpeted, and a lifetime of stealth was not easily shaken. Also, there was music coming from the room. Dvorak's New World Symphony, Second Movement. She rapped on the doorframe. He looked up from a stack of yellowing papers which rested on what at first glance appeared to be a continent, but was in fact his desk. Moth, how delightful. Good lord above he was old. He couldn't have been a day under ninety. She tried to remember him as a younger man and found she couldn't conjure up the image. His predecessor had died awfully old too, now she thought about it. These reflections put her in mind of her own age. 
She was still athletic, but getting recertified was becoming more of a chore every six months. Her thick red mane, which had always defined her, had been lined with grey for over 15 years. To be frank, there was more grey than red in it now. Her makeup, however, was flawless, and would still be when she was as ancient as the shrunken reed behind the desk. So there was that. I wondered if I could have a word, she said. Of course. Come in. Close the door. Oh, it won't take long. His smile was sly. Close the door, Moth. The paneled office smelled of potpourri and old books. It was pleasant enough, but uncomfortably like a childhood visit to a grandparent's apartment, and worse with the door closed. Sit, Collection said. He compounded the nightmarish impression by offering her a mint out of a glazed jar. She stayed up, leaning with two hands on the pommel of her cane, and declined the treat with a brittle shake of the head. I just need a second, really. I just... I wanted to let you know. She was already feeling flat-footed. She'd promised herself that would not happen. I would like to apply for the position of collection when you... She groped for the adroit way to finish that sentence and eventually settled on when you're no longer in the job. Yes, I thought you might. That surprised and even angered her a little. How do you mean? Sit down, Moth. Even the chairs, red quilted leather highbacks, had something grandfatherly about them. There was a long silence filled to the edges with her breathing. How many discrepancies did you straight line over your career, Moth? He asked at length. That was abrupt. She had thought that question would come much later, if at all. It's in my file. I don't have the number to hand. He pursed his lips. What I'm really asking, you understand, is how many did you straight line by either searing or garroting them? Again, I, I don't have the precise figures in mind. Her back straightened. You have all this information. I do. Yes, I do. Would it surprise you to learn that your ratio of kill to release is actually lower than the house average? By... He rifled through the documents in front of him by a frankly remarkable 34%. She hadn't spoken of this meeting to anyone. She had just shown up without an appointment. Her eyes flicked to the first page of the stack. There it was, upside down but unmistakable. Her birth name. Her delivery accelerated in spite of herself. I never hesitated to sear a discrepancy when it was inevitable, she lied. I justified every one of my straight lines in my reports, and this was never an issue until today. It's not an issue today. She started. This is a point in your favor, Moth. 
She cocked her head. This smelled like a trap. This application, she eventually said. Is there a formal process to it? Not really. I more or less appoint my successor. Are there many names on the list? He cackled. It's fine. You're the only one who applied, Moth. It's rare enough that we even get two people interested at the same time. Once, ages ago, one of my predecessors had to pick someone out of three candidates. That was a crisis and a half if her diary is to be believed. A thin, translucent eyebrow arched. Collections are expected to keep a diary, don't you know? Though the definition of keep has been stretched by some of them. Look, Moth, it's a weird job to apply for. Even knowing when to apply for it is tricky. A lot of ducks have to get themselves in a row. Over the years, loads of fine ops, fine people, who would have made excellent collections, never got the chance, just because, you know, the person sitting in my chair wasn't close enough to death. Well, she knew what she wanted to ask, but she couldn't see her way to a phrasing of the question that wouldn't sound callous. He answered anyway. Yes, Moth, the short window for applications is open. She shifted in her seat. This was becoming ghoulish. How did you know I'd be interested? She asked. Moth, how long has it been since your wife retired? The question shocked a tight little gasp out of her. Her regrets at having sought this meeting were mounting up. Two years. Why haven't you retired? Moth found herself suddenly struggling not to weep. She felt her face flush and become unbearably hot. Collection's hand fluttered in her direction. Don't answer that, the gesture said. I know already. The old man wiggled his chin toward a photo on his desk. Do you know who this is? Moth shook her head, relieved at the change of topic. She had never seen the woman in the silver frame. This was Spider, said Collection softly. Moth's nostrils flared. She could hear her own heartbeat. That Spider was not the one who had died in her arms at the lake some seven years earlier. Nor was it the op currently called Spider. An earlier custodian of the label, then. My wife. Collection's voice caught but didn't quite break. I was Dragonfly then. He took the portrait in his unsteady hands and lost himself in it for a moment. When he put it back, Moth was convinced he was going to drop it. He no longer looked ninety. She would have sworn he was twice that. His eyes were roomy as they settled on hers. Moth's belly began to hurt. There are three ways to leave this job, Moth. 
he said. Her fight against the tears redoubled. She knew exactly where he was going. The first is to get killed during a mission. That's probably the most satisfying one, narratively speaking. The second, he was counting on his gnarled fingers, is to retire. That means getting washed and left to dry somewhere in the divisions. Within a year, most retirees have rebuilt a pretty good life, albeit one that starts late, with an unexplained accident or trauma or whatever. You know, something that left them with almost complete amnesia. It makes them interesting to their friends. Retirement is what the overwhelming majority of ops go with when they feel they've given enough time to the net by their reckoning. As you know, personally. She could feel snot gathering at the back of her throat. She was on the verge of excusing herself. Why not retire? Why not? The third way is to change jobs. He grinned, but there was no joy in it. To become collection. That one is perforce not for everybody. I took the job for the same reason you want it, Moth. She couldn't speak. I'm going to have to hear you say it, Moth. Pushing the next few words out was harder than her first seer had been. I don't want to forget her. Now the tears did come, and it was messy and resentful. She felt Collection had backed her into it. She didn't care if it lost her the job. No, that's how you get the job, he said, handing her a tissue. It was either telepathy, and at this point she was not ready to reject the idea out of hand, or tradition. She blew her nose. <coughs> the place was resonant, and the noise was deafening. Then, Collection did something Moth would never have imagined in a lifetime, though she would do the same for her own successor, centuries from this moment. He got up unfolding like a rusty antenna, walked around his desk and laid his shivering hand on her shoulder. She half expected to fall asleep. I didn't want to forget her either, he said. Couldn't bear it. None of the collections could. He walked back to his chair. It took some time. Spider was the love of my life, Moth, he said, as he folded in on himself again. She made the decision to retire. I knew she would. They all do. What else can you do? You don't want to end up eaten by a discrepancy because you waited until you were just a little too slow. It's not that she didn't love me. Of course she did. She was upset. She was frantic by God. But... She retired. He sighed, a ghostly sound that seemed to come from a misted past. Checking up on retirees, particularly ones with whom we had a romantic relationship, is not recommended, 
but I think all collections do it. Through her abating tears, Moth had the grace to look sheepish. He knew. Of course he knew. Please don't sanction flea or butterfly, she said. <laughs> no chance of that. Excellent ops. Flea has been brilliant in every job he's done for us. I haven't forgotten you're the reason we managed to recruit him, you know. Have you read his article on the new washing protocols? I couldn't follow it. Neither could I, truth be told. They tell me it's pretty hot stuff, though. Hmm. Where was I? She could barely believe how this had all been brushed aside. Checking up on retirees. Yes, he said. Quiet. Well, Spider died happy. Married to a farmer somewhere, a long time ago by my reckoning. His head drooped. Moth stayed silent. A long time ago, he repeated. But I never forgot. I am collection, and I remember my wife. He gathered his papers and dropped them into a cavernous drawer. Then he cleared his throat. Nethouse is a strange old place. Almost everyone here has a fervent religious practice, but the crises of faith we get are cataclysmic, enough to ruin some ops for life. Everyone shacks up with everyone else, but we cannot have children. And true, lasting love is exceptional. There are only three ways to leave the job, said Moth, sniffling. Exactly. The only person in this asylum who is allowed to have a memory is collection, Moth said. She had never felt so old. Yes, and the price for that memory, Moth, is you get to die in this chair at the very end of your breath. It's worth it, isn't it? It was, for me. He took one long breath nearer that final one and brightened up. It looked contrived, but it was sweet. Right, this is all HR stuff now. To sit in this chair, you have to satisfy two criteria. First, you need to be the kind of person who's willing to cut a discrepancy some slack. Yes, there are processes in place, Moth, between the worlds, wheels within wheels, to reach some sort of trans-elemental agreement. It took her a minute to see what he was driving at. Jamie, she said. You mean Jamie? But it's not true. I tried for years. I couldn't help myself. I did all I could. He was like a child, you see. I want—I had to. I wanted... Oh, you had no choice. He interrupted. We all know that. By God, we haven't cracked it. And neither have they. Not in ten thousand years, by my reckoning. It's the idea. But you never get there. You want to hold out your hand. But in the end, they always try to bite it off. We're not really talking about the ones who cross over. 
they almost always reach the irretrievable stage. However, if you want to be collection, your baseline has to be that the discrepancies we get are the outliers. And the humans they get... The humans? Don't pretend the idea never occurred to you, Moth. Collection's eyes closed. The New World Symphony faded out, and out of the lost years, Moth's voice suddenly crackled above the desk, sounding decades younger. The fact is, we are the only discrepancies in this division right now. Moth looked thunderstruck. Collection chuckled. Lunatics from all the worlds move between the worlds, Moth. No one is a native of the voids. He sniffed. The truth is, no one knows who we work for. Who set up this place? Who set up the other place like it? Who writes the briefs? She asked. She was being glib, but she rather hoped he'd slip and answer her. His shrug was titanic. Damned if I know. Mind you, it's not always about the briefs. Sometimes it's the world's. The most uncomfortable thing about the worlds, I think, the thing we all know but try to whistle over, is that they are just not as constant as we would like them to be. He gathered his thoughts for a while. Piece of advice. When you do the write-ups, the temptation will be to make it all fit together like a watch. Don't bother. It doesn't. It's all a mess. Reality is plastic. We know that, she said. She'd been hoping for something more profound. We all know reality can be changed. It's our job to prevent it. Well, in this job, you'll understand we don't always succeed. He plowed on without letting her think about it. Thing is, as collection, you're a part of these processes, you see? So you can't be the kind of seer-first, seer-always-up that Spider was. He realized this was a little confusing. The Spider who trained you, I mean. Not my wife. Moth's head was swimming, but a glimmer of a smile was coming back to her neatly defined lips. Your wife was two spiders ago. Oh dear, no. Six spiders ago. Moth's smile dissolved. That can't be. Collection shrugged again. How long do you think you've been at the net, Moth? How long do I think? Thirty-nine years. How do you know? I came in at twenty-three, and I'm sixty-two now. Are you sure? He was not kidding. She gawked at him, dumbstruck. Time goes funny when you live at NetHouse, and it gets particularly screwy when you become a collection. She chewed on that for a minute. This was like no HR talk she'd ever had before, and she'd discussed vacation time on other planets. What's the second? The second what? He seemed genuinely adrift. Criterion, 
to sit in the chair. Oh, right. Well, to die in the chair, which is the point, really, you have to have a reason not to want to retire. The job is tedious at times, Moth, I'm not going to lie to you. The job is tedious, and ops make fun of you, and you get blamed for the terrible briefs and the protocols that change every other week. You eat alone most days. You're not actually the boss, but you get treated like one. So you really have to be motivated. He jerked a thumb at his wife's photo, seemed to think the gesture lacking in dignity, and stretched out his hand until his fingers brushed the silver frame. Turns out nothing motivates you quite so much as not being able to let go of love. These words spun in the air between them for the space of a few breaths. Are you sure you won't have a mint? He said, pushing the jar toward her. And this time, she took one. The First Day Moth sat down at her desk. The thing really was massive. She put her copy of the collected works of C.L. Moore aside after letting her gaze linger on the personalized inscription. Once again, she looked over the series of briefs she had dispatched today. Who knew what ridiculous oversight her unseen bosses had let slip into all of these documents? Whatever it was, she was getting blamed for it at the end of the day, and that was just the way of the worlds. And for a while, she was actually going to enjoy it. She blinked, and Ravel's Pavane pour une Infante Defunte began to play. The original piano version. She listened for a minute, then chuckled. The recording started again, this time in the orchestral version. That horn solo at the top was inspired. It had been a lovely funeral. She had done her best for the eulogy. She hadn't known her predecessor intimately. Nobody had, just as over the coming years she would drift away from everyone in the house. But saying nice things about him had been easy. She looked at the ragged teddy bear on the desk. She looked at the framed portrait next to it. Moth had been married to that woman for fifteen years by her reckoning, and getting her to the church had been an adventure in itself. She knew every curl of her hair, the curve of her cheek, the willful glint in her eyes. She could smell her, could feel her thigh under her hand, could hear her giggle even now. She still loved her wherever she was. That was Cicada, her wife. Moth knew that, and she would never forget it.
A call was coming in. It was from the newest butterfly. He sounded annoyed. Report, said Collection. This is Vincent Lauzon. I hope you enjoyed this final episode of The Moth Collection. If you did, tell people about it. Let them know they can binge the whole thing now. And come visit the website, which has a bunch of fun things and extras. The glossary is finally finished. The address is in the show notes. This is it, guys. The whole thing. I may, at some point, do another podcast, but it won't be about Moth. That story is done. The Moth Collection was written and read by Vincent Lauzon. Production by Transuranic. See you around, and thank you for your support. And now, the special announcement. Twenty seconds ago I said, I may at some point do another podcast. Well, that point is now. I'm working on something called Oniric. It's very different from the Moth Collection. It features other voices in addition to my own, and the episodes are much shorter. Around twenty minutes, give or take. I'm quite excited. I think it sounds pretty good. I have a trailer. Let's listen to it now. Hey, Deirdre. I had a weird dream last night. First, I was in a sort of cavern. It was pretty dark, but I could see all right. Like I could see in the dark. The next fiction podcast by the makers of the Moth Collection. Anyway, yeah. I walked for, like, weeks in the dream. Oniric. That's just a fancy word for pertaining to dreams or dreamlike. Then a voice said, and that was not my father, Leave him three fingers. That's when I woke up. Oniric. It's a dream quest. It's a grail quest. It's a fever dream. Quest. I'll have to find a weapon for myself once I reach Schritt 2 or 3. They don't let you through the hatch with a gun or a knife or anything like that. Not here anyway. Oniric. It's the story of the hatch pilgrim as he walks and dreams his way on the big long road. Take your axe and cut me down. The tree went on. It sounded a little deranged, honestly. Oniric. Coming fall 2023 in the Podgaver and wherever you get your podcasts. So, that's it. 
The precise release schedule for Oniric is still very much up in the air, but I think fall 2023 for the first season is reasonable enough. The show's going to be two seasons, about 20 episodes. You can go to the Oniric website and hit subscribe now on whatever podcast app you use. That way you'll be immediately notified when the show starts. The address is in the show notes. I'll also announce it on the Moth Collection's feed, of course. Hope to see you then. All the best.